Hello, this is Angela Schaefers, the producer and host of Your Story Matters. Today I'm interviewing Michelle Casto, who is author of The Destiny Discovery and a soul coach to many. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. It's so great to be with you guys today. Very excited to share about your book and your journey that you've been on so far with our listeners. I know that you are doing a lot of encouraging and inspiring things and helping many people just to find their real life purpose and destiny. But before we talk about what you're doing now and go into what the book's about, I would love for you to share your history, some of your background, especially what's very relevant as far as how things have evolved for you to do what you're doing now and find your own purpose. Yeah, that's a great question. And I just love the the concept of your your show here because, you know, the background story is so essential, especially when you're talking about purpose because it's really what prepares us for what we're to do that's that bigger purpose. Yes. (laughs) You know, it's really kind of, it's like the training ground. Right. so for me, I, I am a first college or first generation college student. Um, I wasn't really encouraged to go to college or do anything great. I never really was told or gave um, the message that I had anything special or unique about me. You know, really just like go with go with what life gives you and you know be happy with that and really just kind of like maintain status quo was really kind of my upbringing mm-hmm. and. I was an only child, and, you know, early on I was pretty precocious and pretty tuned in nature, and I knew that there was something, you know, I had I had really big thoughts as a little girl, and I used to wonder, you know, about my place in the universe and how it all fit together, and I used to talk to horses, you know, in our, in our neighborhood and spend a lot of time in nature, and I guess, you know, many times people called me sort of weird, you know, mm-hmm. growing up, and I used to think that that was, you know, I used to... Of course, nobody wants to feel like an outcast or like they don't belong, but really, on some level, with the way the world worked, I really didn't quite belong. I I just Mm -hmm. always saw things differently, and I always asked different questions, and I was always very intuitive and knew things without knowing them, or or why I knew them, rather. So I, I did really well in school, and then in college, I started to read some of uh, my famous famous authors such as Marian Williamson, Wayne Dyer, some inspirational people and get introduced to concepts like that we create our own reality and our mm-hmm. thinking is, you know, a part of that. And really just took to that like a duck to water and really felt like that that was truth for me. And it really set me out on a journey to um, go deep within myself. And along the way, I decided to go to college and I paid my way through college I didn't have a lot of financial or emotional support for my family of origin because they just, that's not something that they did, Mm -hmm. but I knew it was important for my growth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And all along the way, that, that, that word weird, you know, I always didn't feel like I I really fit in. Well, along the way, I found out that the original word meaning for the word weird is one who knows her path and one who knows her destiny. Wow. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So when, when I found that out, I was like, oh, thank goodness. Um, I was quite relieved to know that because I was like, wow, you know, it is weird to know who you are and why and how you fit into this right. world. And most people don't know. They go their whole life without asking some of those deeper questions about, like, who am I, why am I here, and how can I help? That's right. That's and, right. Yeah, and that's why we're here. I mean, that's sort of like 
one of the main reasons why we exist. And, um, you know, there's many reasons, but that's a big, really a big one. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I got to college, um, I didn't know what I wanted to major in. So I, I chose a, a general degree and I got a bachelor's degree and that was like amazing. But then I wanted to go on and get a master's. And so I, I went and got a master's and I did an internship at the career center. Mm-hmm. Um, and I figured I didn't know what I wanted to be yet when I grew up. So it would be a really great way to learn um, that by helping others who didn't mm-hmm. know what they wanted to be either. And so that's kind of how I got into career counseling mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. worked in higher education for a few years. And then very early on in my career, I found out about coaching and really resonated with how coaching focused on what, helping you create what you want Mm-hmm. And not looking at the past, but rather looking at you know what works and <clears throat> how can we move forward. Right, that makes and, sense. Yeah, and and so I, I got some some training and coaching. That was over a decade ago. Then just really got on this path to dig deeper, you know, to help people not just get just a job or a career, mm-hmm. but to find their purpose and to find their unique reason for being here. And how they can really contribute. What is their gift? What is their message? What is their song mm-hmm. that is theirs to sing? Mm-hmm. And then it's been a journey since then. And I'll kind of take a breath right at that point, and we can talk a little bit more how it has evolved since then. Mm-hmm. I love everything that you've shared because it is so critical that we discover our own true purpose here on Earth and really live that out and go through that journey because I think it's a journey that's ongoing of discovering all of our special and unique gifts and talents. So I know a lot of people need someone to help guide them through that process or even help them just to see that there's all these abilities that are often untapped because of our family units or whatever experience we come from. And I'd love for you to share with the listeners going back to, you know, your childhood, early young adult life. What did you do with those moments that you may have had that were times of frustration, discouragement, feeling like since I am weird, you know, maybe I'm just never going to get to where I want to be and be who I really think I should be. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know, it's, it, it was interesting. There was I, Defining moments are a big part of how we find our path, too, and there were a few defining moments in my own journey. Uh, for one, we moved around quite a bit growing up, and so that sort of forced me to be very flexible and to sort of just sort of fit in wherever I was. Mm-hmm. For example, we moved five times when I was in second grade, so I moved a lot. And, and then when my parents got divorced, it was another critical time where my whole world got turned upside down, and I didn't know who I was, where I fit in, or anything. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a small town in Kentucky where it was really very comfortable and cozy. I lived, sure, there were farm animals around us, and just, you know, really, really simple. And then um, I moved, I had to move the end of my junior year in high school to Michigan mm-hmm. to, to, to finish out my senior year. This was very, you know, um, at that time, a critical time for me because if you study psycho- psychological development around your teenage years, 15, 16 years old, you're developing your identity. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly when that whole thing went down when I was developing my identity and who I was in the world. Mm-hmm. And it really sent me for a loop for many, many years and put me on a path to discovery. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. 
because in Kentucky, I was sort of popular, even though I felt weird and like I didn't belong. I, that was the one place in my life where I actually did belong. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had a set of friends and we, it was like family. And I, you know, I was well known in my school. I was well liked. I was a leader. Um, so I really, all, all my life, I really, sh- I, I'm a bright light, if you will. That's the name of coaching company is Bright Light Coaching. I've always been a bright light. Mm-hmm. So people were attracted to me. So when that happened, um, the way my father handled that was not very, not very evolved. When he divorced my mother, he sort of divorced me. Mm-hmm. And then over the course of about 10 years, we were out of contact completely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and that was that original core wound of feeling abandoned and feeling um, something must be wrong with me mm-hmm. really put me on a path to really finding myself again. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of when that happened. So those are a couple of the defining moments, you know, moving and then the divorce that really set my journey in this direction. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that you're sharing that because, as you know, we all have things that we've gone through and endured, and those are usually the very things that bring about our best learning, if you will. Yeah. And it's important for others to see that we don't just wake up and have, you know, everything figured out and have this amazing <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah, takes, right. You know, going through certain challenges and circumstances and, and overcoming them and learning from them in order to find out who we really are at our core. That's right. And to That's find exactly right. our best strengths, which I love that you're able to help other people do that. And you've obviously done that for yourself. Mm-hmm. I would love for you to share with the listeners then based on that, were there some specific things that you can remember from that point? Maybe this is something you do when you coach now that helped you to deal with some of those feelings. I'm going to just throw out some words. Maybe there was some shame, some guilt, um, feeling alone, feeling unloved. You already mentioned being abandoned, feeling abandoned. Mm-hmm. Any specific tips you can give to our listeners? Well, feelings are messengers of uh you know, they're messages from the soul for us to look within. Mm -hmm. And when we feel those more negative feelings, those are sort of like the dark nights, if you will. And those moments actually can allow us to look within and find self-love or find the, well, where am I standing up for myself? Like if you feel abandoned, we often adversely try to look for the world to fulfill the need. And what I've learned is that we have to give it to ourselves first. Yes. So, for example, if, if I feel abandoned, and this took me a while to figure out, because believe me, I kept trying to get that need met by relationships and career advancement. Mm-hmm. And I mean, along the journey, I kept trying to fit in. I kept trying to get jobs, like, and they, I would always get asked to leave. Or <laughs> seriously, I, was, I didn't fit in. It wasn't right. working. and. And I kept trying to make it work, and I, and I didn't realize that my light also was getting brighter and brighter and brighter because I had been doing the self-discovery work and, and kind of kept defaulting in, back into what I knew. So I kept looking to the outside world to find that fulfillment or that happiness, and I think all of us do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what I've learned, and if anyone's you know in pain right now that's listening to this, whatever it is that you think that you're needing from someone else or from the world – Stop for a moment, reflect, and look within, and how can you give that to yourself now? Right. If it's a feeling abandoned, how can you show up for yourself a little bit more? Maybe it's that you need to take time off and 
go for a walk in the woods or maybe you need to go to the gym. I mean, um, or maybe just listen to your feelings and get out your journal and be there for yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when, when we do that, then the world starts showing up more for us as well because now we're vibrating, if you will, magnetizing. Um, I'm worthy of being shown up for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, that, and that's sort of how it works. And with my coaching clients, you know, um, they come to me, and I didn't realize it, but I actually am doing more than just coaching. There really is a healing or an energy transmission that happens when one heart connects with another heart. And many times those feelings, someone gets healed. At least the thoughts that lead to you having the feelings start to get straightened out so you don't feel abandoned. So if you never think, no one loves me or I'm not, I'm not lovable, if you can't think that thought, then you can't have the feeling that results from the thought. So a lot of times when I work with clients, we look at what are the thoughts that you're thinking that are causing some of those painful feelings. Mm-hmm. And then we can start heal, healing those, and then they start thinking more correctly and more aligned. And then, of course, the results follow the feelings, and you know, reality starts to move around in a, in a better, more empowering um, way. Right, right. That totally makes sense. And I get that. As a counselor myself, I know that that's a lot of the work that we do as counselors is helping people to revisit some of those painful memories and some of the things, the experiences that are driving them to behave the way they are now, which are not fulfilling or serving them. That's right. So when you went through this process, and I know as we talked about life as a journey and as ongoing learning and awareness and seeking you know, more good for all of each of us, was there a certain point where you knew this is my true calling, this is my life purpose? Was there maybe a person you worked with or a situation that came about that really spoke loudly to you and said, this is what Michelle is all about. This is really the, the big gift that I have. Because I know that I have a lot of people ask me myself and ask about other guests on the show, you know, they see these things happen, they have good experiences, but they want to know, how do they know when that big moment comes and that's it and they're just completely sure? <laughs> I think it's, a, it's a different for everyone mm-hmm. and, and it, is a, it is a feeling of knowing and it can be feeling many moments, actually. I think the first time that I felt that was when I realized that career counseling was an area that I needed to focus on because it was what we need to 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 teach is often what we need to learn. That seems to be a common way that this works. That was one. But then it went deeper when I found coaching and I actually experienced uh, some of the coach training that I took. I was like, wow, this is so great. I didn't even know, you know, this existed. How wonderful. And I knew it then. I knew that that was my calling. And then it really um, becomes uncovered and discovered along the journey because even though coaching is what I do, it's not the only thing that I do, and it's certainly not all of the way that I express myself. Mm-hmm. So as you come in, as you, as you say yes to a calling, let's say it's counseling, coaching, singing, writing a book, you start to get more and more specialized or more and more focused on mm-hmm. your unique blessing. Mm-hmm. So it started out more just career counseling and helping people get on a career, and then I, I wanted to bring in the more spiritual aspect of the, the purpose work, and then and then I spent some years doing 
purpose work, and then it evolved to the destiny work, which is what has been uh, that what we're talking about now. The process, actually, the writing of this book has been a decade in the making. I actually started writing the destiny discovery ten years ago when I first started this journey, mm-hmm. and only now has it gotten to a point of where you almost feel like a master because mm-hmm. it takes a while to become a master doing what you do. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you have to have a certain number of hours. You have a a certain number of clients until you really can get into your groove. So but there were a couple of key moments where I knew from experiences and then each time that um, each time that I'm willing to be uncomfortable with what I have to offer is when I find my truth, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So mm-hmm. each time I was willing to go, well, let me, let me really talk about destiny. I mean, that's sort of a big concept. I mean, not many people even understand what that means. A lot mm-hmm. of people think it's reserved for important people or spiritual people or, you know, politicians or whatever, but it's for everyone. But speaking our truth and being willing to put yourself out there like you have done, like with this radio show, it takes courage and it takes vulnerability. And those are two key aspects mm-hmm. um, that will help you step further into your purpose and destiny when you get a little uncomfortable and think, well, what are people going to think right, right. <laughs> at first? Because we all do that. We're all social creatures. We all want to fit in. However, when you really get into this work, that will drop away and you will just put yourself out there, mm-hmm. vulnerable and, and all, because you know it's what you're here for. And that's a, really an amazing moment when you become free of the conditioning of your past, Right. And free of the the opinions of other people. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. then you start to be liberated and start to speak your truth and start to show up in a way that's very powerful and very magnetic. Yes, I agree with you and obviously have experienced that myself. And I think the key in it also is making sure that we continue on. And that's something that I've found some people just get to those points where it feels so uncomfortable or there's frustrations Mm -hmm. or things don't work the way they planned it, which most things don't, and they decide to give up, which is Mm -hmm. a shame because they're on the path to living out their purpose, to their destiny, but it becomes so overwhelming, as you know, sometimes the key is to continue We get frustrated, yeah, and what we do, we stop three feet from gold, you know, we we stop digging right before we're getting ready to hit the vein of gold that leads to the golden pathway, you know. Really, and, and, and I understand, and believe me, I've been there many times. There are many times with our destiny, it, it's, that's why it is weird. I mean, most people are just, you know, putting their heads in their hands and going to a nine-to-five job that they loathe and, and are showing up in body but not spirit right. because that's what everyone tells you you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of way showers or people that um, – have broken out of the mold, you know, there's a lot more than there ever were before. And that's why all this is happening right now with the world and all the changes are happening. There's, you know, a lot of people are going to be, have to look within. They're not going to have that comfort zone anymore. They're going to be really forced out. And, and it's, it's for the better good. It, it won't feel good at the initial outset. But that's why it is strange because most people, um, we need emotional maturity and spiritual maturity to do this kind of work. Yes. And mm-hmm. many times if we don't get results, I mean, as an author, oh, my goodness, do you think I wrote this book because you think I'm going to make a lot of money? I mean, really, <laughs> it's not probably going to happen. And if I were to delude myself into thinking that, then, you know, and we don't do it 
for that. I mean, obviously, we want to get paid well for what we do. That's a whole other discussion. However, if you do it because you can't not do it. I mean, your purpose is the thing that comes through you naturally. Right. You know, it's what you were born to do. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't come with a set of instructions. I mean, <laughs> a lot of people who find their purpose um, may or may not find it in a mainstream modality. They may have to go and create it like an Internet business or a radio show or coaching or something that there's not a lot of directions on how to make it work. Right, right. Which brings out our own uniqueness and our own gifts, really. Yeah, it does. It's a wonderful opportunity, and yet it's so challenging because, you know, if you've ever heard, you know, you know, start a business and that's the highest, you know, personal growth experience you can have, it's true because it brings up all the things that you still have to work on because it very much is tied to, you know, ability to pay bills, uh, self-worth. You know, I mean, I can tell, I'll be very, another part of my story for everyone is that this isn't my first book. Mm -hmm. I've self-published other books and they didn't really sell. I mean, I wasn't a great marketer. I'm a much better writer than I am a marketer. And so I've had to look at my past as, you know, writing other books. I mean, one of my first books was relationships. My second book was on careers. Mm -hmm. And so I had to really look at putting myself out there again, being willing to be vulnerable, even though I didn't have a lot of so-called success the first time around. Right. You, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? Yes. I love that you shared that you had done other books and you had to go back and learn from the things that worked and didn't work with that and you're leading into how that's helped you with your newest book, which is a great time to talk some about that. Who would be the best audience for your book and what would be some of the key things they would find out about if they read The Destiny Discovery? Well, the book is all about helping people find their soul's path to success, which is that deeper calling their inside self. So it's so it's for people that were, were where I was about eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they could be a man or a woman going through a divorce or a major career change where their world's turned upside down and they're not really sure which way to go. They know they have something more inside themselves to offer, and yet um, they're not really sure where to begin or right. how to begin. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the book, it's, it's really about two, there's two keys or two parts to the book. There's the soul's journey that we go on and, all, and what that entails and the, the self-discovery and the personal transformation that we're all here to do. Mm-hmm. And then it's discovering your purpose. Um, it's two parts. It's the journey and the purpose. And so through the book, people who are going through a major transition can let go of the life that they've outgrown mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then step into something that's unknown to them. And that's what the book's designed to do, is to help people going through massive change, a radical reinvention of their life that may scare the heck out of them. I mean, right. they really may be in a place where they're uncertain, they're fearful, they think, how the heck is this going to work out? Mm-hmm. I really can't see how it's going to work out. I just know I can't go back to what I did before. I can't go back there. Right. I have to go forward. It's not working anymore. It's not working. And to not let themselves default, mm-hmm. this will help people not let themselves default back into what they know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just because it's comfortable. Like, let's say, you know, going back to a job or a career path that, you know, your heart, heart's just not in it anymore. You need to grow. Right. But if, if you don't have the right tools or the right information or the right support, 
it's so easy to go right back into it and be miserable. That's right. Definitely true. And I've seen that happen to so many great people who have great ideas and things going on that could turn into wonderful, you know, opportunities for them and to help others in the world. And it just becomes too frustrating, too overwhelming. So I want to ask you based on that, how much of all of this has to do with healing from the past? Because sometimes that is very key in people not feeling like they can move forward. They, they're they stuck in those places of feeling abandoned or shamed or yeah, unlovable. Yeah, you're so right. Yeah, and I was just saying before we sort of dropped off there that your history is not your destiny. And, and sometimes we keep rewriting the same future based on the past scripts. I mean, it doesn't take a psychic to tell you what your future is likely to be. All you have to do is look at how your life has been in the past. And unless you change something from the internal part and, you know, heal the wounds, bring forgiveness into your, into your energy system, you know, um, start to look at possibilities for yourself and stop telling the same poor me stories, you know, create mm-hmm. new stories for yourself, then um, you are destined to repeat. And this is, this is a big, I'm so glad you mentioned this because this is a big part of what is in this book. Make a big distinction between fate and mm-hmm. destiny. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'll give you a little insight into that right now, which is speaking to what you're asking. Um, Carl Jung, the psychologist, said that fate is just um, letting what's in your subconscious remain in your subconscious without bringing it to the light of day and then mm-hmm. calling it fate. So in other words, if you're feeling abandoned and you and either you're A, aware that you are, or B, not aware, but it's running your life and it's a psychological program, mm-hmm. until that, that's brought to the light and healed and transformed, you keep recreating the same situation. You right. can never reach your destiny that way. Mm-hmm. Destiny is consciously doing the transformation to go, okay, I don't really want to feel that way anymore. How do I choose to feel now? What's the story I choose to make up about my life? And how? And more, important, more importantly, you all, is being supported in that that process because my feeling is that we're social creatures and the most transition comes comes and is the easiest when we do it when we're in an intimate relationship with another person, not a romantic intimate relationship, a coaching, counseling, mentoring relationship where you can bear your soul and be seen and heard right. and healed. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it's like almost magic. I mean, that's what I was saying earlier. Like with my coaching practice, I was realizing that people were having these magical almost transformations, and I was really felt like I was just talking to them. But I understand now that there was much, much more going on on an energetic level, and they were actually being healed right. from old programs, mm-hmm. and they were being downloaded new insights and possibilities that they could t- they could then take action on that then starts to create destiny and they stop playing the old records of fate yes and they start then they start to consciously choose and so anyways within this book the big part of how we can get caught in those traps how to get out of those traps and how to really trump fate and be the master of your destiny really love it because I feel like I've trumped date fate because Honestly, um, if I were to look at my life, I, if I had not made the changes that I made, I would still, I would probably be married and divorced a couple times. Or, like with my, the women's side of my family, none of them really have very good male relationships. I'd be single and struggling. I could be doing that. But recently I got married on 9 11 
And I will tell you that that was a, that was a masterfully chosen destiny of my of my own again because because of that initial story of my parents divorcing and the way my dad handled that. I had a lot of baggage around trusting men mm-hmm. and being open to love, and and also there's a part of my soul just like anyone's soul who does best in in collaboration and partnership. Right. But I had learned through my story and my experiences to be overly independent and like, oh, I don't need anyone. Right, right. That makes sense. So I, I had to transform all that and look at some of that stuff and really bring it up from the subconscious, look at it in the light of day and go, is this working for me? In order to get married to this amazing man who uh, we got married on September 11th, 2011, and I had to be a different person in order to attract a different person. Right. That total and That's sense. all part of our destiny as well. And so that was a big piece of what happened. And, and you know, I will tell you the last three years in particular have been very transformative and very uncertain. In 2010, you know, just to kind of bring everybody up to speed after, you know, um, going out on my own and, 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 you know, writing books 10 years ago and being a coach for all this time, I was living on an island um, here in Texas on Padre. I was very comfortable. I had not lived anywhere for that amount of time um, in a long time, eight years. And I was in a relationship, and it it wasn't really working. And I knew I was being called to a bigger game. I knew I had a bigger message to the world, but I was very comfortable. You know, I mean, I had become very much a, a beach kind of person, very simple life. And I didn't really want to make a change. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I knew my soul was calling me to um, to make a move to Austin. But that required me to, you know, exit out of a relationship, move all my things. Um, I was still building my business, so I really didn't have, um, you know, the financial security that you might have if you're going to start a new job. I just, it was just I needed to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I did that in 2010, and it was a very tumultuous year. I mean, really tumultuous. Mm-hmm. I, I moved three times. I packed my things, unpacked them. You know, um, I had my dogs with me. At one point, we became sort of semi-homeless and that I was in between places. And it was very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That's when I got the idea for this book. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting to see what can happen in a year. Because even a year ago, I can imagine... You know, standing in the room that I'm standing in right now, looking at the Christmas tree that's up, looking out, you know, outside, and it's a beautiful day, a gorgeous house, you know, with a wedding picture. That would not be my reality had I not done the tough thing that I had to do and make those changes. And that's a big part of what this book does as well. I always say that it's in change that we find our purpose. Yes, I understand that. I love that you're sharing all that. And the book sounds very interesting. And you've graciously been willing to donate an ebook for one of our listeners after the show is posted at the website, yourstorymatters.net. If they comment on the interview, they will be entered to win a copy of that. Can you share with the listeners where they can find out more about you and when the book is available, where they can purchase it? Absolutely. Yeah, everything's on the blog at liveyourdivinedestiny.com. And if they go there, they can see a book trailer, the video of the book, as well as some excerpts from the book. Right. I love it. And, of course, they can connect with you further and find out about your services and coaching and all of those things. Absolutely. Yeah. Just looking up on uh, social media, I am Bright Michelle. 
yes, on Facebook and Twitter. Michelle, thank you so much for taking the time today to share some of your story with our listeners and to talk about your amazing book. I'm very excited about that and how many lives that will touch and help to find and discover their purpose and destiny and start to live that out. Thank you so much.